We can look back in, in regret. We can look back in satisfaction. We can look back in wonder. You know, because I think, I think that we think we don't know what was on the path not taken. We can never know what would have been, what would have happened, what could have happened, you know, if only, if only, if only I chose differently, if only I could choose again, if only I were wiser, you know, and, and all of these if onlys and all of this thinking about the path not taken, the, the title of this talk, it started me thinking about the poem by Robert Frost, uh, you know the one, <laughs> The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. It's probably one of the most famous American poems ever written. It's used forever in uh, college commencement speeches. Uh, parts of it, lines from it, you will see on motivational posters and coffee mugs and refrigerator magnets and beach bags. You see it all over the place. And most of the time... We, we got it wrong. We got it wrong, totally. So I want to read it to you. It's only four stanzas. It's very short. It's very concise. It's very deep. And we're always misinterpreting it. <laughs> Robert Frost wrote, two, word, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth and took the other, just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for the passing there, had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. And yet knowing how the way leads to the way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood. And I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. That's an interesting four stanzas. It's an interesting poem. And actually, we tell this poem, or parts of it, at, at uh, young graduates, right? We tell it in motivational webinars. We tell it in business meetings. We use it as the inspiration to go it alone, as, uh, you know, the advice, young man or young woman, take the road less traveled. Go where there's no path and leave one. And the poem says none of that. Even Robert Frost himself said this. He said, the poem is not a salute to can-do individualism. It's a commentary on the self-deception we practice when constructing the story of our own lives. That's a hell of a big difference. Now, Frost would later say of the poem, you have to be very careful with that one. It's a tricky poem. It's very tricky. And so that's what I want to talk about, because it says everything that we, we know about the path not taken. You know, in the present tense, he presents the wanderer, 
the, the person on the path as choosing one over the other, since he can't split himself in two and bilocate and take both paths simultaneously. So he describes both of those paths as the same. It's not the, the, the road less traveled, the path less traveled. He says right in the beginning, it makes no difference. The other was just as fair. Both covered in undisturbed leaves, not walked on, equal in all respects. It is only when the writer says, when he tells this story in the future, when he tells the tale of this time in the future, he will say he took the road less traveled. And in the last verse, he said he'll say it with a sigh. Is it a sigh of contentment? Is it a sigh of regret? Well, the writer doesn't say. He simply says it made all the difference. And he's describing the narrative we tell of our life story. Right? We, we look back and we make decisions, we make judgments over the road we didn't take and the road we did. And we sigh. And is it a sigh of contentment? Are we happy with the choices we made? Are we happy with the decision we didn't make? Is our sigh of one of regret? Ah, missed opportunities. Do we beat ourselves up over decisions we made and maybe decisions we didn't make? You know, when Robert Frost wrote that poem, he had originally titled it Two Roads. That was it, just two roads. And he wrote it for a friend of his, Edward Thomas because they were out walking, as they often did, and, and Edward wouldn't make up his mind, which he often did not. <laughs> and Robert Frost said to him, no matter which road you take, you always sigh and wish you took the other one. So he created this poem, and he sent it to his friend Edward to read and to comment on, because he was a writer as well. And Edward Thomas m took it to mean he should be more decisive. And he subsequently joined the British military. Two years later, he was dead in the Battle of Arras in World War I. That was the road he took. So, so this is about the path we take. What path do you take? Do you tend to take the dangerous path? We go it alone path, the path that was never trod upon. Do we take the safe path? Do we go striking out on, on unknown roads? Do we defy convention? Do we obey tradition? What path do you take? And do you regret it? Or are you content with it? Ernest Holmes, in The Spiritual Universe and You, he said, there is within each one of us an intelligence which may be called upon, utilized, and experienced. Blessed are they who have not seen, in all confidence believe, and recognize that in themselves, the creator of all things has poured forth a supreme gift, the ability to choose for themselves what they shall think and thus create for themselves a life filled with all the good that they can envision. You know, in that poem, Frost says that as time passed, he probably would never come back, right? 
even though at the time he said he would probably save the other road, the road not taken, for another time, for a future him, right? He said, knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. And now that is really meaningful for us because isn't it true that the he that made the decision to take the path that he took could never come back? because he wouldn't be the same him. He would have been changed by the experience of the other path and by the time that that had gone by. So really, he never could come back. Even if he did come back, he wouldn't be the same person at that fork in the road. Even if he came back at a later date to take the other path, he would not be the same person who took the path before. Time and choices change us. They change us. And it is only in retrospect that we make the decision, we write the narrative from our experiences, and we call them good and bad, or or fortunate and unfortunate, or lucky or unlucky, or blessed or cursed. We write the narrative of the choices we made in the past. What are you writing? What are you writing for yourself? Is it uplifting or is it damning? Is it a tragedy? Is it a comedy? I know for some of us it's a musical, right? I know that. (laughs) We create the narrative around the events that occur in our lives. What if we were content with the path we took? What if we were content that the choice we made was the right one for us? All the time, all the time. What if that sigh is a sigh of contentment and not one of regret, regardless of what the choice was? What if we just gave up that idea of FOMO, right? You know what FOMO is, fear of missing out. How many of us have that, right? Fear of missing out. No matter what decision we make, we're uh, we're upset. We don't know what was down the other road. We are, we are regretting that the, the choice we didn't make, all the while living the choice we did make. And instead of living it fully in the path, on the path, in the moment, we're busy on the other path regretting what we missed out on. Fear of missing out. We can torture ourselves forever with the what-ifs and the, and the if-onlys and the grass is always greener, right? The grass is always greener where we water it. That's all. There is no grass greener on the other side. The grass is only greener where we water it more. Ernest Holmes said this, if God created you after his own nature or its own nature, however you want to pronoun it, and there was nothing else it could have made you out of, then the thing you are after is already within you. That is so important. Okay, he goes on. The only thing that stands between you and it are the accumulated thoughts, beliefs, and emotions of the centuries. But there is nothing that has not been put there, either by yourself or by the human race, and what has been put there can be removed. These false beliefs are thought patterns laid down through the ages and accentuated by your own experience, by your own inherited tendencies and the environment. 
However, there's no use wasting time speculating as to what avenue they came through. Your job is to reject them. The great thing within you, which is called will or choice, can decide your destiny. It can remove every obstruction and gradually implant new patterns in your mind. You change your thinking, you change your mind. You can change this idea that no matter what choice you make, it was the wrong one. No matter where you are, wishing you were, you were in the other place so that you're not fully present in the place where you are. We get to decide that the path we're on, and we get to decide it is the correct path for us right here, right now, in the present tense. We tell the narrative of our own story. So we can tell it as the correct decision for us. And, and here's the thing. We may not have experienced the same events, maybe, on different paths. Maybe one path led to one particular vocation, maybe, and the other path led to a different one. We may not have experienced the same events on different paths, but we always experience, we always have the same experiences. Do you know what I mean? No matter the path we choose, we experience the qualities of God. Whether this path or that, we experience love. Whether this, this path or that, we experience joy. This path or that, we experience abundance. To whatever degree, to whatever degree, we choose to believe and embody. We can choose to, to embody love or hate or a combination of both, right? Uh, abundance, lack, whatever. But all of the qualities of God exist on any path we choose, in the every path we choose, because the qualities of God are found within. That's what Ernest Holmes said, right? Everything, everything we're looking for on the path is within us. So regardless of the path we choose, we have it all within us. No matter the path, the earthly choices, we experience all of the qualities of God. We can experience the fullness of God and the choice, the path that we take is, is, I don't want to say meaningless, but it becomes the same because the same qualities occur on both because they are within us and they are where we are, whatever, whatever path we're on. You know, Gandhi said, excuse me, all religions are true as pathways to God, right? And all religions are false when they claim to be the one and only pathway to God. And, um, and that quote actually comes, comes to me. I know I read it as a quote from Gandhi, but I read it on, on uh, Reverend Jeff Radcliffe's Facebook page. Actually, thank you, Jeff, for that. Um, and you know, he's a great guest speaker. We're going to have to have him here sometime. Anyway, I digress. The idea that, that my path is right for you is ridiculous. We are all on this individualized path, and for anyone to say this is the only one and right path that there ever is, is, is just ridiculous. We must be on our own path. 
We must be on our own path, and it is the absolute right path for us. If we chose it, it is the right path for us. And we bring everything to it. We bring everything to it because all of the qualities of God are within us. And we're here to do the work. You know, Jesus didn't want us to worship him. He never said that. He never said, worship me. He said, follow me. Follow me. That's what we're here to do. We're here to walk in those footsteps. And what are they? That was a ministry of love. It was a ministry of forgiveness. You know, will you experience love and forgiveness? Of course. On any path? On any path. Will you experience the qualities of God if your path takes you to England? Yes, of course. Will you experience the qualities of God if you stay in the United States and you take a different job? Yes, of course. Will you experience all of the qualities of God in whatever path you choose? Yes, of course. Will you experience the qualities of God homeless? Yes, of course. Will you experience the qualities of God in illness? Yes, of course. You see where I'm going with this? They are within us. No matter what path we decide to take, we meet the divine right there because it is within us and we let it out. It's not the other way around. We're not searching for the divine out there. We're bringing it to wherever we walk. Emma Curtis Hopkins said this. She said, you are to let the motive be its own justification. A good motive is the power of God working through you to will and to do of its own good judgment. Just lean hard on the motive itself and declare, as Jesus the Christ did, God moveth and I act. That's what we are here to do. We are here to express what is within us to express regardless of the path. So no matter what path you take, it must be the path that, that comforts you, that satisfies you, that absolutely brings out all of these qualities of God that are within you to express. So is your path mental, right? Is it a left-brained? Is, is it a real mental science path? Is your path devotional? Are you, are you one who, who thrives and allows the qualities of God to express through you in, in ritual and in prayer and in devotion? Is your path the path of the mystic? Bless you. <laughs> is it an emotional path? It is, it is your own path. Nobody can walk this for you. It is an individual path. Nobody can imitate it. Nobody can repeat it. Our path is uniquely our own. But our experiences, well, our, our experiences are spirit living its life as us. Enjoy the path you have chosen. And if, you, and if you're not enjoying it, you get to choose again. And you get to choose again, and you get to choose again. All paths are open for you. All paths are, are pathways 
to the God that is within. And all paths are for you to open up and express more of the divine individuality that you are. Thank you.